Good evening, good evening, good evening to you all. Trust you had a phenomenal Sunday. Oh my word. And a powerful week so far. And uh, this is phenomenal because it's the first day of the week. Now I know you say, no, 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 Monday. No, this is the first day because according to the Jewish calendar, it was yesterday the seventh day. So the principle of first is what we're sharing. And uh, this morning I said about Kenneth Copeland had a powerful prophetic word for 2021, as well as other prophets. And we want to say, open your ear tonight. Say, my heart is receptive. My mind is alert. And I am ready for action. Oh, my word. Because you are called to be that world changer. Now we say welcome wherever you watch from and aloft our family and everybody connected to us. We love you and we miss you. And uh, I think we are, uh, what's it, 304 days already in lockdown. Can you imagine how long? It's got a close to a year now. But this was the phenomenal thing with the lockdown out of the carcass of the dead lion. <laughs> covered comes sweet honey. <laughs> oh, my word. And that's what you're going to discover about you. God never, never gives up on you. And that's why quitting, toss in the towel to say my faith came to shipwreck, it's not going to help. You need to stand firm of what God wants to do through you. A lot of people wait God to do things for them only. Well, God said, I've done that on Calvary. Oh, my word, I sent my first, my best sacrifice, the Lamb, Jesus, God manifest in the flesh. Come on, somebody. And that's why you cannot give up at all. Now, the prophetic words, Pastor Lee released a word that was so powerful. And he said, the Lord told him, it's a year to declare and to decree. What you want in the next uh, dimension of your life, start saying it tonight. Because the powerful tool in this time frame and how to get out of what you are in is by the spoken word. And then he said, oh my word, I love that scripture out of Amos chapter 9 verse 13. Of all these blessings that's going to come because God is not in the cursing business. No, 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 no. God wants you to manifest the fullness of what he has supplied and my word orchestrated long before time so that you and I can walk in it. And that is so phenomenal because the moment when I discover God's perfect plan for my life, then everything is easy because Amos says, listen, what's going to happen? The reapers is going to overtake the sowers. Say it with me. Say, the reapers is going to overtake the sowers. In other words, the work God's going to do is a quick work. First miracle, he turned water into wine. That was the climate change. It was a quick work. And uh, the harvest came the moment when obedience was present. Now, Kenneth Copeland's prophecy. Oh, my word, this is going to blow your mind. The 2020 one, the year of the local church. Say it with me. The year of the local church. Because 2021, that's what he prophesied in December the 6th, 2020. He says, will be a year of divine healing, divine health, divine prosperity. And I like this, divine recovery. <laughs> oh my word. Say it. Everything Satan has stolen from me must be paid back, say, devil, it's pay-up time. <laughs> oh, my word. Make the devil mad today because if you declare it, Isaiah 42, 22, he was reading from the New King James Version, but this is a people robbed and plundered. All of them are snared in holes and they are hidden in prison houses. They are for prey and no one delivers. For plunder and no one says restore. And then he said, Jesus is shouting, recover. Somebody say recover. 
Oh my word, recover of the healing ministries, recovering of health, recovering of prosperity, recover everything that the devil tried to discredit you, to rob you, to make you depressed, oppressed, compressed, and that you don't have any hope. Now this is very important stuff because the nature of God, God wants everybody to be saved. Everybody to be healed. Everybody to walk in divine prosperity. Everybody to change the world. But it's not going to happen until somebody comes to the point where information becomes a revelation so that they can happen because that's what revival and the moves of God does. It brings a transformation. Come on, somebody. So I need the information Share the word. Faith comes by hearing <laughs> to move the mountains. Now, there's testimonies in this time, phenomenal stuff. But listen, that information, if it never becomes a revelation, and that's just a part of it, and that revelation changed me. Say, no, I hear it makes me excited, but I go back to my old pattern. Then I abort the power that the information, <laughs> my word, was imparted in my life, and I stay the same. Now, you cannot <laughs> do the same thing over and over and expect a different result. <laughs> That's the sign of craziness. <laughs> information must become a revelation so that there can be a transformation, that there will be an activation of the information for your manifestation of what the information, the word of God is saying. It doesn't happen automatically. I need to do the word. And this is the thing, because what you understand when Paul was addressing the church in Ephesus, Ephesians 5, 15 and 7, he admonishes the believers he's too. He says, walk circumspectly, not as fools. Now, this was written to Christians, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Oh, my word. Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding, understanding what the will of the Lord is. That is so phenomenal. An instruction. Somebody say an instruction. Now, now, <laughs> Proverbs 12, 28, getting into the perfect will of God will not only protect you from hurt, harm, and dangers, it also guarantees favor and success. That's so important that we must align ourselves with God's word, God's plan, God's will, God's way of doing things. Now, this is critical. Listen, it is critical that we must do this in the time frame we're living because your and my future depends, somebody say depends, on the decisions you make today. I want to say it one more time. Your and my future depends on the decisions you and I make today. But when you allow your emotions to rule and circumstances to rule your life, you will always make bad decisions. Come on, somebody. And that will take you away from God's plan. It will take you into, out of divine order, into clutter and into chaos. <laughs> and the enemy wants you to move out of the plan of God because he wants you to move in a position where you feel like an orphan, <laughs> operate like a prodigal, and feel like a black sheep. <laughs> well, God says, you're my son, you're my daughter. Creation is waiting on you. And when you realize that creation is waiting on you, it's an action of faith. Because I said this morning, faith is the compression of time. It will take yesterday what you have missed and tomorrow what's still the promise 
and bring it all into your now moment. Because Hebrews chapter 11, 1 says, now faith. And they don't say tomorrow's faith, the next year's faith, 2022's faith, <laughs> February. It says, now faith is the substance, the title deed, the legal letter I have in my hand of the things we hope for. Get a high expectation. Hope and expectation is connected. Oh, come on. Now faith is the, <laughs> the evidence my word, it's the substance. And then the evidence of things yet not seen. So where does it exist? The moment when I release it, start believing it, it's in the spirit world and it's going to manifest in the natural world where you and I are living at the moment. We understand we're from another kingdom. We're not from the kingdom of this world. That's timely. We're from the kingdom of God. <laughs> We're just ambassadors here. And that's so important to understand this. Because God's promises is for you and me. And the key word to take you out from where you are to what God has planned. God has designed for you. For your life. is <laughs> in the book of Isaiah. If you are willing and obedient. What, did you hear two words? Christians are mostly of the time obedient, but not willing. They do it with their attitude. No, no. Willing brings you in the right mode. I'm willing to do it. Willing and obedient. What will happen to you? You will eat the good of the land. Wow. Abundance. <laughs> That's what God has in mind. So I want to start off. Set your priorities high for 2021. Don't live beneath my what, what Jesus died for. Live in the finished work of Calvary. <laughs> he done it all for you. Come on, family, this is so phenomenal because God's word tells us and it teaches us to profit. That's a phenomenal thing. Scripture out of Isaiah. And, and then the word of God has the ability to instruct us in such a way as to bring positive and fruitful change and blessings into our life. Somebody say change. Now that's a word we hate. Oh, and how older you get, how more you hate change. But change is the name of the game. That means it's a growing process. Somebody say change. The word of God will change you more and more into the image of Christ. Oh, my word. And this is so phenomenal because if we can do that, and that's what the word connects you. And I said it, people say, how can I give this and do that and that? My life is in shambles. It's chaos. I'm going through financial and health and whatever, family, whatever. Now the connector out of that condition to bring you back in your position in heavenly places is in Matthew 6.33. And you can never overlook Matthew 6.33. And I explain it. Jesus said in chapter 4, verse 4, uh, he says, man shall not live from bread alone. And that's what he tells the Satan, the devil, <laughs> with all the father of lies. He tell, Now, if you're a father, then it means you have children. So guess what is all the demons? Liars. <laughs> because he lied to Eve and he tried to paint a different picture, distort the image in her mind. That's why I said this morning and last Sunday, he didn't say, Lord God. As you read from Genesis, the Lord God. Satan comes, and I said this morning, the first conversation about God on the face of the earth happens there in Genesis 3. <laughs> and he said, did God say, God the powerful one, but he didn't put Lord in, the supreme one, the ruler, the one who directs your life, the one who is going to pay the price, the one who makes provision. He doesn't want you to use the word Lord, the ruler over. And then Eve stepped on the booby trap 
and she just said, as repeat what the, she said, no, God says, she forgot Lord God. <laughs> and I once was flying from, on the way to Hawaii many years ago after we went through some tough times and, you know, I've learned betray and I've learned uh, in, in my mindset, I don't think people are evil. <laughs> Sometimes to my downfall. And we went through a tough thing and, and crazy people and my word. And they prophesy I'm going to die. That was 2007, the end of November. I'm going to die before that year is over. <laughs> they prophesied that in October. So now this is December and I know I'm not going to die. And uh, as we were flying from a place and we had to detour because of the snow and everything, I was asking God for wisdom. How can Judah saw all these miracle signs, wonders, and things, the water change, the in wine, the fed, the multitudes were five loaves, two fishes, and uh, Peter go and catch a fish, and the tax money is in the mouth, and Nazareth come forth. How is it that that same man did sell Jesus for 30 shekels, the money of a bread. He <laughs> saw all these miracles. And the Lord spoke to me. I was in a flight, oh my word. And I heard the Lord said, read again Judas's life. And he said, you will never see he calls Jesus Lord. In other words, he calls him teacher and, and maybe master, but never called him Lord. And that's why he was an open target. <laughs> His mind was not in the things of the kingdom. Now, I cannot go through the whole thing of this morning, but this is the thing to get real. Somebody say, get real. And the get real thing is, seek ye first the kingdom of God. The way how God is doing things, the righteousness, and then you do it just as God did it. The instruction you must seek. And when you find it, <laughs> the object is the kingdom of God. Come on, somebody. You must seek first the kingdom of God. And uh, listen, <laughs> the reward is going to come. Then all these things will be added unto you. But how must I seek the process first? God first. You can love people Cars, money, houses, business, job, your title, fame, what's important. There's a possibility that you can love it above God. And then people's lives are messed up. And they wonder why they live in limitation and not in the exceedingly abundantly above. It's because God is not first. And the instruction there is don't make second things first and first things second. Let the first remain the first. And we have learned that the kingdom of God, listen, it means uh, the rule, the dominion of God. Now, it's, it's interesting. It's pretty hard to say, and it's a phenomenal thing to say. Oh, my word. <laughs> I'm walking in the kingdom of God, and... I'm seeking the kingdom of God. The question is, is God the ruler of everything? Do you love him this night? And that's why I said, set your priorities so high. Because when we understand when the disciples ask Jesus to teach them to do what? To pray. <laughs> Listen, the our father. Now, this is what he teach them. It means you must see God so that change can happen in us. Oh, my word, have you discovered on your life's journey you sometimes so messed up? Your mind, your ideas, <laughs> and now I need, and that doesn't bring me nowhere. So I want to change by seeking his kingdom so that I can pray the Our Father. Because when they say, teach us how to pray, 
He said, this is how you're going to pray. Our Father which art in heaven. Oh, my word. That means of a born again relationship with God. <laughs> Not as orphan. <laughs> Not as a, a prodigal. Come on. <laughs> Not as that black sheep. But I have that Lord over my life. A covenant relationship sealed with blood. Because when I say our Father, I can only say our Father when it comes out of a born-again relationship. And then he goes on and he says, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. That submission to the rule of God. You can only pray that and say, Let thy kingdom come, thy will be done. When you are in submission to the rule of God. And then he said another thing. Give us this day our daily bread. That means if I am in a covenant relationship. I'm submitted to the rule of God. I do what God's word instructs me to do. Then I have liberty to pray. Give us this day our daily bread. Because he's the God that revealed himself as El Shaddai. <laughs> oh my word. The many-breasted one. The God that's more than enough. <laughs> Jehovah Jireh, my provider. The first time it was used was in Genesis chapter 22. When Abraham saw how God provide the ram. <laughs> or the lamb. Come on somebody. And that's why it's so important to understand these phenomenal principles and the principles is God doesn't want you to miss out the very best that he has planned now the whole thing about God first God first in time in position in principle by word in your everyday living God said I don't want to be second third and fifth and seventh and I've put it here because the principle of first, the command is, the instruction, the way is first in place. First in time. First in order. First in position. And we said this morning, when God is first, then you have a foundation to the fullness of everything God promised. That's what the psalmist <laughs> declared and said. He said in Psalm chapter, what, 11. He said, if the foundation is destroyed, what would the righteous do? So Satan wants to destroy the foundation. The foundation is the basis that you can build on. And how stronger your foundation how higher and how bigger you can build, that you will not have a tip over, but that you can remain firm in everything God assigned to your life. Now, the principle of first is all about honor. Somebody say honor. People say, oh, all they talk is money. No, this month is the most important month for 2021. Because the first determines what happens with the rest. Proverbs chapter 9. Now I, I use the scope chapter 3. And I use the scriptures this morning. Where, where the author puts in. Be not wise in your own eyes. See that's the problem. <laughs> the I, me, the myself, the own eyes. Fear and worship the Lord. And turn entirely away from evil. From that wise guy mentality. <laughs> because this is the powerful thing. It shall be health. <laughs> to you. Listen, it's going to be health to your nerves. And sinews and marrow and moistening to your bones. And then in verse 9. Honor the Lord. Somebody say honor. <laughs> I said it and people were questioning why do you say Malachi is not the book of tithes? No, it flows out of honor. God says, if I am your father, 
Where is my honor? So it's all about honor. The first preeminence. God first. I honor him. I'm not led by emotions. I'm not led by money. I'm not led by opportunity. Not every door that opens is a God door. I'm not led by work. I'm not led by business. I must be led by the Holy Spirit of God. He says, honor the Lord. And we use the scripture with your capital and sufficiency from righteous labor and with the first fruits of all your income. You see, when I honor God with first, that opens the gateway, the storehouses. You will not have enough big, enough <laughs> room, enough storehouses to contain what God wants to bless you because your assignment will cost millions and billions. <laughs> the world operates in that system and, and we, oh, I'm so sorry I'm alive. Uh, God made me poor, bend me lower and make me poorer. That's not of God. Because 2 Corinthians 8, 9, we know there's a grace, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Although he was very rich for your sakes, become poor. Now the smart Alex say, oh, it's spiritual. No, that scripture talks about liquid money. <laughs> it talks about the, your, your things, what you have. He says, Although he was very rich for your sake, become poor, so that through his poverty you may become wealthy. Wow. And you first wealthy in your mind. What helps it to have all the money of the world? But you're going to lose your soul. And that's why it brings us to the thing that we need to share tonight. Because <clears throat> what God was talking about it's the daring adventure. It's about generosity. Your God, your Father God, always showed generosity. Now, people tries to correct me, and, and I am open. Listen, I, if there's a learner, I learn. I'm always open for correction. <laughs> and they say, money is evil. I said, no, but he's not. <laughs> then go and live in a shack with a candle, no electricity, and uh, get a broomstick and think it's your horse and then ride it because money is not evil. Paul addressed Timothy. Now, if this was not important, uh, then it wouldn't be in the Bible. And he told Timothy in 1 Timothy 6 verse 10, he says, for the love of money, he didn't say money, it says the love of money. Uh, we, we overweight because the love of chocolates, <laughs> the love of Coca-Cola, <laughs> the love of all the fat things. We eat cream cakes and donuts and, and we eat it to excess. It's the love. <laughs> that thing cannot be, but it's the love. Now it says, use this thing about, we talk about honoring God, put God first with the first fruits. Because the first portion always belongs to God. And the first is the root. It's going to manifest the fruit. If my root is stingy and withhold and a love of money, then the fruit I'm going to manifest is going to be the same, but I'm going to be limited. For the love of money is a root. The Amplified says of all evils. Covet, lockdowns, recession. It's happening all over the world. What is it? It's the love of money. It says, it is through this craving that some have been led astray and have wandered from the faith. So they're not operating faith any longer and they not uh, take the risk. They settle for comfort. And pierce themselves through with many acute mental pangs. Listen, but as for you, Paul addressed Timothy, O man of God, flee from all these things, aim at and pursue righteousness, right standing with God and true goodness, generosity, goodness, generosity, the way how God, how God is a generous God, godliness, which is the loving Fear of God 
and being Christ-like. <laughs> Faith, love, steadfastness, patience, and gentleness of heart. I said this morning, it's a heart issue and a mind issue. First the heart and then the mind. <laughs> That's why God instructs, serve me with your heart and your mind. And the attorney said, what's the greatest commandment? Love the Lord your God with all of your heart. Wow. It's a possibility that you can love something or a person more than God. I know I was there in my life many years ago. And when you do that, it leads to destruction, self-destruction. God said, love God. And Jesus spoke amplified red letters. Oh, King James, all of your heart, heart, all of your mind, all of your soul, and with all of your strength. So I have passion, passion. I have a pep in my step. Nothing that I do is with the effort. I do it with joy, with excitement, because that's where the blessing lies in. He says, with patience and gentleness of heart. Fight. When can I fight the good fight of faith? When money doesn't control me. When money doesn't hold me. Because in Matthew chapter 5, 6, 7, we said that's the constitution for Christ-like living. And in that Christ-like living, Jesus said, you cannot serve two masters, mammon and God at the same time. You will hate the other one and love the other one, or love the one and hate the other one. You cannot. Don't be concerned about money and clothes and what you shall eat, because the heathen, Jesus said, <laughs> that's the kingdom lifestyle you need to manifest as salt and light, and be generous, and walk in unforgiveness, and no bitterness, and don't judge, and do what God wants you to do. That's your constitutional right from heaven. And then in chapter 10, verse 1, comes the kingdom assignment. <laughs> so Matthew 6, 33 is connected in that so that you can walk. He says, fight! <laughs> if Paul and Jesus and God didn't know, there's going to be a fight. The fight is between righteousness, unrighteousness, light and darkness, the evil and the love of God. And Satan, who's the father of lies, wants to come with a lie, intoxicate your mind, that you will no longer have the weapons to fight the good fight of faith. What is the good fight? I'm a winner. <laughs> I'm the champion. <laughs> I'm not the loser in this fight. He says, fight the good fight of the faith. Lay hold of the eternal life to which you were summoned and for which you confess the good confession of faith before many witnesses, the good confession. I am what the word says. <laughs> I can do what the word says I can do. I will achieve what the word says I will achieve. And I can have what the word says I can have. Now, this is the thing. Because what happens when I am generous? God gave the first fruit. Jesus, he sowed him because he knew billions of souls will come through the one seed that was sown. This work in your body, soul, spirit, and in your everyday living. You must become a lover of God. Then you become a generous giver. A generous giver. Oh, my word. Because it's only lovers of God who doesn't consult their past, who doesn't go by what they have left now in their hand. If it's not enough, they turn it into seed like the widow of Zarephath and the little boy with the five loaves and two fishes, and they see the miraculous happened because the oil wants to flow out of the book of Amos chapter 9, 13, 
and you will have a harvest like never before. Now, <clears throat> generosity. Let me speak a few minutes before we close. Now, I know some of you are so tempted to say, I'm not going to listen to this. It's the devil trying to get you off track. This word can transform your whole life. Set your life on course tonight with the decision you make and the action you put in it. What happens every time I give? These 12 benefits, I don't know if we will get all, but I'm just going to mention them and back it up with scripture. Number one, generosity honors God. <laughs> Did you hear what I said? Generosity honors God. Now, Gustav, where's the scripture? Thank you for asking. I'm going to read it to you. 2 Corinthians 9.13, New Living Translation. You will be glorified. <laughs> Glory, you will be glorifying God through your generous gifts. Your generosity will prove that you are obedient to the good news of Christ. I can stop and say amen right now with that. Did you hear that scripture? You will be glorified, God, through your generous gifts. Your generosity will prove. What's the proof that I am obedient? My generosity. What's the proof that I'm obedient to the good news of Christ? Your generosity prove that you are obedient to the good news of Christ. Genesis, uh, Matthew 4. And Jesus preached the kingdom. Listen, the good news, the kingdom, the gospel. <laughs> Proverbs 14, 31. Whoever is generous to the needy honors God. Whoever is generous to the needy. That's why when you read in, in Isaiah and also when Jesus went into the temple and opened, took the Torah, opened it up at the scripture, he said, the spirit of the Lord's upon me to do what? To shake and fall over only. No. First, for the poor. For the poor. It's where a lot of churches and people miss the plan. When you give to the poor, he who is generous to the poor, he who gives to the poor, listen, lends unto the Lord. That's why we're so blessed with the feeding and all the stuff that's happening and enlarging our territory in this time and frame that we are in. He, whoever is generous to the needy, honors God. So number one, generosity honors God. Number two, generosity draws me closer to God. Because Deuteronomy 4, 14 verse 23 in the Living Bible, the B section says, the purpose of tithing is to teach you to always put God first in your lives. You didn't know that was in Scripture, did you? <laughs> Can I do it again? <laughs> Deuteronomy 14.23b translation. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of the, uh, out of the, where am I now? Living Bible. <clears throat> The purpose of tithing is to teach you always to put God first in your lives. Matthew 6, 21. Your heart will be what wherever your treasure is. If the kingdom is our treasure, then our heart will be in that. Then nothing. Giving is a testing place. Every time when you hear a message, every time... And I'm not saying just give, give, give. I say sow it in soil that you know that takes care of the widow, the orphan, expand the kingdom of God. That's how people get blessings and move in dimensions like they've never. During the lockdown, God told me to take care of another pastor. And we do a lot of pastors. We pay people's pensions and everything and, and, and do stuff. And he said, I said, in the lockdown, he said, do it. Told me to take care of his students. And I'm doing it. And I'm telling you, whenever I face a challenge, I give more and I see the hand of God more. Number three, generosity makes me more like Jesus. <laughs> Number one, 
It honors God. Number two, brings me closer to God. And number three, it makes me like Jesus. Proverbs 21, 26, Living Translation. The greedy always wants more. What does the greedy want? More. But the godly love to give. Years ago when we had to build the, the hospice, I did a fundraising thing and the money was not a drop in the bucket what we need. And I said, find somebody that is operating in a similar thing. And they say, are you crazy? Yes, do it. And supernaturally, how God did it. Supernaturally, we build it cash in not conducive times. <laughs> when our buildings burn down and we want to build the hospital. I was in Pretoria doing the conference for the main Pentecostal, one of the main Pentecostal churches. And the Lord said in the service, call that lady out. And I called her out. What's your name? She gave me a name. And the Lord said, give her all the money in your pocket. I said, what? Oh, my word. I pay my own way. Pay my own please. He said, give her the money in your pocket. And that was a big amount. I gave it to her. And the Lord said, that's enough, not enough. You need to give her more tonight when she comes. And I said, devil, that's you. Try to imitate the voice. No, God had something in store for me. He had a building that somebody's going to build cash <laughs> in difficult times. I said, I test the water. Don't do it. Just obey God. I said, I know old people. Now, <laughs> I'm not old, but I know old people don't go to church. And so I said, are you coming to church? Of course, she said, I'm here. I said, I'm on the hook. Took the amount, a big amount that I had at the place where I stayed, took it, called her, gave it to her. That exact time, I got a text from somebody in the 30s that said God instructed him to build the building. That building was built cash. Cash. The hospital. <laughs> The, the missionary stole our money that Kuria gave us. She stole every penny. Now, she's a phony missionary because until today, I believe, and that's what a bank manager told me, <clears throat> at the Surak Mountains, she's connected to the communists of the northern Koreas. They had the, the Korean mafia here to take me out. They tried to poison me in Korea 1999 in October. Now, listen. Last week, our school and the big hall that's built there, it's millions, it's paid cash for. Last week, they cleaned the ground to put up, what's it, six classrooms and a humongous house for mothers with babies with AIDS, paid for, I think 2.4 million or something. And it comes from the people that doesn't believe in God. <laughs> God instructs the sinner to, <laughs> to create wealth, and then he gives that wealth to his righteous people. Why does God do these things? I've got testimonies to tell you. It's too late for the devil. If I can teach you something, get out of fear. Get out of that thing. I'm afraid to do it. What if? I can tell you how faithful God is. If you want a significant business, if you want to start a business, maybe your business was a failure during the COVID, but if you want to start back again, this is the principles of God's word, unchanging. It's never going to change. Because when I'm generous and I honor God, it brings me closer to God because my heart is in the right place and it makes me more like Jesus. Luke 11.41, Living Bible. Purity is best demonstrated by generosity. That was Jesus. Number four. Generosity is the cure for materialism. People say, oh, God's got my heart. He's got everything. You know what's the testing ground? <laughs> God told Abraham, take the son you love. He had two sons. The one that he fabricated. To help God with the promise. And the other one that was God ordained. is 90. Sarah's uh, 100. Sarah's 90. 
and Isaac was born. God had to test Abraham because Hagar and Ishmael was chased away. But Isaac he took care of. How deep that Isaac crept in his heart because he was the son of the promise. And if you want to keep on let the promises flow, that's where a lot of people make a mistake. They start doing it, believe God, the miracles come, and then they stop. And then they cannot understand why it's only for a time. You need to keep it going because the exceedingly, the abundantly, the above what you ever ask or pray for is God's portion for your life. Listen, generosity is the cure for materialism. Matthew 6, 24. You cannot serve both God and money. <laughs> and let me read this again. 1 Timothy 6, 17 to 19. Command those who are rich in this present world not to be arrogant, nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain but to put their hope in God who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. Command them, instruct them, command them, it's instruction to be generous and willing to share. <laughs> in this way, they will take hold of the life that is true life, true life is to be a disciple, to, and that's why I'm a learner, and how to live life significantly. You can never outgive God. Listen, generosity is to cure that spirit of materialism where you turn in, hold on, my name is Jimmy, and you just need to give me. <laughs> and then I can what I get, and I put it in a can, then I sit on the can. That's destruction heading when you have that mentality. My mother believed in giving to the Lord. Oh, my word. I've never seen somebody that even in what she had, she will give. And God blessed her. Now, this is the key word. Because we want to serve God as the healer, serve him as salvation. But is he Lord God over your life? Where it involves everything, everything, everything that belongs to God. Generosity number six will reveal my character. Do we have time? A few minutes. Luke 16, 11, New Living Translation. If you are untrustworthy with worldly wealth, It's in the Bible. If you are untrustworthy with worldly wealth, who will trust you with the true riches of heaven? I made up my mind years ago. I'm going to be a generous giver. I want to give. We sowed in the UK. We sowed in the US. We sowed for China, that people can go in Russia, in the Ukraine, in Africa, in Europe. Oh, my word. And that's what we did out of Africa with a financial system that it costs 20 rand to get one pound. <laughs> 15 rand now to get one American dollar. Can you imagine? 18 rand to get one euro. And we sowed because I understand sow where you want to go in life. Because your sowing is a weapon, it's a faith weapon to win every battle you face and challenge. Because it's who will trust you with true riches of heaven if you are not, if you are untrustworthy with worldly wealth. That thing will preach. Number seven, generosity brings God's blessings. <laughs> Proverbs 22, 9, generous people will 
be blessed. <laughs> it's the blessing of the Lord that maketh rich and add no sorrow. See, if I can win the lotto and if I can do that, oh my word, stats has shown people who win the lotto after three years, they're in a worse condition than what they were before they win the lotto because they cannot handle money. Deuteronomy 15.10 Give generously. Then because of this, God will bless you in all your work and in everything you put your hand to. It's the Bible, people. It's not a Gustav Loftal Old Testament thing. It's the Bible. Because 2 Corinthians chapter 9 says, Give, and it shall be given back to you. <laughs> he who sows generously, that's what it means, will reap generously. But he who sows in limitation or with stinginess will have the same kind of harvest. It's powerful. Listen. Give generously. Then because of this, God will bless you in all your work and in everything you put your hand to. 2 Corinthians 9, 7, 8. God loves the one who gives gladly. And when you give, do it with choice. <laughs> no. And God will make it up to you by giving you everything you need and more. God loves the one who gives gladly. And God will make it up to you by giving you everything you need and more. So that there will not only be enough for your own needs, but plenty left over to give joyfully to others. Say, God bless me so that I can bless other people. See, God never bless you to hold it up. Generosity number eight, increase my happiness. Acts 20, 35, the TEV translation, Jesus said, there is more happiness in giving than in receiving. Oh, my word. Every time when God instructs me to do something, and sometimes it's humongous amounts that I had to believe God for and then do it, the joy are so overwhelming, my word, because it's more blessed to give than to receive. Number nine, generosity expands my influence. Proverbs 11.24, message translation. The world of the generous gets large and larger. The world of the stingy will get smaller and smaller. Psalm 112.9, New Living Translation. Those who give generously to those in need will never be forgotten. They will have influence and honor. Powerful. Number 10. Generosity multiplies my prosperity. Generosity multiplies my prosperity. Proverbs 11.25 NIV A generous man will prosper. He who refreshes others will himself be refreshed. I help many people to start businesses or get out of bankruptcy in a time when I face my own challenges and then supernaturally God came through and did the miraculous. 2 Corinthians 9 verse 11a you will be enriched so that you can even more generously. <laughs> that you even can give even more generously. Listen, that's generosity multiplies my prosperity. Number 11, generosity brings God's protection. Somebody said, aren't you afraid for Corona? No, I live in a... <laughs> A virus-free zone. And if it happened, I have the word. And if I need to graduate, that's okay. But I'm not going to be dominated by fear 
and restrictions in my mind, I move by faith and believe God's word above anything. Generosity brings God's protection. Psalm 112, verse 5 to 6, Living Bible. Listen what it says. This is so powerful. It says, all goes well for the generous man who conducts his business fairly. Such a man will not be overthrown by evil circumstances. God's constant care of him will make a deep impression on all who see it. What happened in Genesis 26 when Isaac sowed in the time of famine and in that same year God blessed him a hundred times more that with livestock and uh, servants so that the Philistines envied him. God wants the world to envy you and to see you serve a God who's able to do the exceedingly, the abundantly. And number 12, generosity will be rewarded in heaven. 1 Timothy 6, 18, 19. Use your money to do good. Always been ready to share with others whatever God has given you. That's the Living Bible translation. By doing this, you will storing up real treasures for themselves in heaven. It's the only safe investment for eternity. And they will be living a fruitful Christian life down here as well. What will you live on the earth? A living a fruitful Christian life down here as well. Luke 69, and I'm close with the New Living Translation. I tell you, use your worldly resources to benefit others and make friends in this way. Your generosity stores up a reward for you in heaven. Wow. That was a Genesis 3 prophecy that I was sharing tonight. The seed of the woman. <laughs> you will bite him on the heel, but he's going to crush your head. Satan's head is crushed. That's why you have the authority. Resist! <laughs> People say, must you get so excited? Yes! Because the devil's hearing eight batteries is flat. Resist the devil! And he will flee from you. Listen, Matthew chapter 4. This is the key words, your constitution to live. If you want to live significant, there's coming a mighty harvest. But it doesn't help the harvest come and we don't disciple them. Now people say, what's that pro? We, I don't do a program. It's a lifestyle. Matthew chapter 4, 19. And Jesus said to them, Amplified, come after me. In brackets, that me is going to explain now what means come after me as disciples, <laughs> followers, learners. Somebody learn how to live life. Letting me be your guide. He can only be your guide when you are a disciple. Follow me then, and I will make you. Fishers of men. The book of Matthew is so rich because lesson and then 33 takes you back to the principle of first. That's the connection. That's the beginning. That's foundational. That's what you need to build your life up. But seek, aim at, and strive after first of all his kingdom and his righteousness. His way of doing and being right. And then all these things taken together will be given you besides. All these things will be given to you. All the cars you need, all the money you need, all the land you need for the assignment, all the food you need, all the clothes you need. So do not worry or be anxious about tomorrow. For tomorrow will have worries and anxieties of its own. Sufficient for each day is its own trouble, but you seek the kingdom, then you don't need to worry or be anxious about tomorrow. These two Sundays, this one is nearly over. 
our foreign friends is going to be mourning. Listen, if you want to end strong, make a quality decision right now and every day of your life and act upon the word. I put God first above, not wealth, not my hobbies. I have hobbies. I love to make soap and I love to paint and I love to do certain things with cement. And But, but uh, listen, that cannot be above God. You maybe love a caravan and a boat and camping and fishing and, and flying and whatever you love. You can never put that above God. If you want to be significant in that what you want to do, put God first. Every day, the first portion of the day, the first thought in the morning must be a God thought. The first time of the day, that's why we do devotions unto God. The first portion of your money, the first determines what happens with the rest. <laughs> My word, I cannot, the first means on the top, from the top. I cannot do it from the bottom. <laughs> the first week of the month, the first month of the year, it all belongs to God the first day of the week. If you follow God's divine pattern, you are in kingdom alignment for every promise to manifest. The devil believe also, but they don't do it, but they tremble because they believe the scripture. Did you hear? That's in the Bible. That's why they need to snatch the seed, the word out of you, that you will not operate in the word. And he knows God can bless you in a superabundant dimensions. And you're going to need it. When the world goes down, you as God's son and daughter go up. And you will do it by the grace of God. He took us a crow <laughs> to feed the prophet. It was McDonald's Mr. Delivery in 1 Kings chapter 17. He used a widow who had a need herself to sow her flour and her oil. Bring me first a cake. Then you will see how God will bless you. And in her kitchen, God opened a oil well and a grain mill that for the rest of the time in the famine, it never diminished and she started feeding more. You see, this is what God can do. The key for your miracle is in your hand tonight to become generous. Near you is the word in your mouth, in your mind, in your heart. The word that we do. I'm a father. I'm a grandfather. I have children. I have spiritual children. My desire is that they must excel like I never did before. And God wants you to excel. God wants you to be the head and not the tail. To go up and not down, forward and not backwards. And the way it happens, when I put God first, Deuteronomy 28.1, If you hearken and obey to the voice of the Lord your God, all these blessings will come upon you. <laughs> and then you will be blessed everywhere you go. Read it. From verse 1 to 14. 15 says and 16. If you don't hearken. Then curses comes upon you. The key to your manifestation. To your greatness. Is through the principle. The law of first. Things first. God first in everything. Then you will see. How it happens. What God does. And did for you. Already on Calvary. Tonight. Maybe somebody asks you to watch this broadcast and, or you contact somebody and you say, my word, I, I need Jesus. I'm here to help you because my mission in life is to unlock your greatness. The Bible says, if you believe with the heart, confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, you will be saved. Pray this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, I come short of the glory of God. And tonight, because I come short, I know I need you more than ever. Not religion that's going to do it. It's a personal relationship with you. Jesus, forgive me my sin. Wash me in the blood. I call upon your name. Save me, Jesus. And I thank you for forgiveness of everything I've done and what I'm going to do by the blood of Jesus 
and that you write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from this day on, I'm going to serve you. I'm not going to be a church goer only or a church member. I'm going to belong to a family and be part of the family, be part of the local church. But I'm going to serve you and be a mighty disciple maker in Jesus' name. If you need a miracle of healing, say, Lord, I am a generous giver. I have given. And my mouth is in alignment with your word. By your stripes, I'm healed. That's why I will not accept anything uh, unless the healing virtue of Jesus, that I am completely healed and I hold fast to this promise until it manifests. You need a financial miracle. Say, Lord Jesus, I repent for every time when I did not give and when I robbed and you from honor. Because God doesn't need your money. <laughs> it's honor. And the honor comes through. Put your first God and tonight, Lord, I make a quality decision. I repent of it. And because I'm a generous giver, I've got Philippians 4.19. My God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches in glory through Christ Jesus. Oh, my word. Amen and amen. Lift your head high. Pull your shoulders back. Say, I am more than a conqueror. I'm God's champion. Because the word says so. <laughs> And thank you for being part of this. Tomorrow morning, the keys of faith and every day, Monday to Saturday. Tomorrow night, the prayer time with Pastor Emmy. Oh, it's powerful. The Zoom meeting. Last week, it was load sharing and everyone could not connect. But tomorrow night, pray. We are in a week of prayer. Pray, pray and fast. Pray for boldness. You can roar like a lion. Because it's the year of the local church and of Amos chapter 3, <laughs> 19. Come on, somebody. Now. You're going to be prosperous. You're going to be blessed. You're going <laughs> to excel in such way. And we love you. Gustav de Toy from Loftal International. Out of the Western Cape, the donkey that Jesus can ride on. Until tomorrow, we love you. And you're phenomenal. Never forget it.